Let's talk Wellness Corner now, navigating relationships in the queer community. And uh, American journalist uh, Jamal Jordan published a book called Queer Love in Color, which is a journey of discovery into relationships of couples from 17 cities around the world, including a couple from South Africa. It all started with a Facebook post where Jordan asked his friends whether couples would be interested in being photographed. He received dozens of responses. The importance of this photography project was showing the world the freedom that emanated from each couple's story, dispelling the myth that queer love stories do not exist, showing stories of joy or unity within marginalized communities and the struggles of navigating relationships. Uh, The following audio is of a local lesbian couple describing their experiences in South Africa. And then we'll be talking to Paula Quincy, who joins us now, our life and relationship coach. And uh, let's listen to this audio first. This is courtesy of EWN. I love her um, the way she treats me. Um, I love that she's super, super kind um, and she's very protective. I love that she's such a soft person by nature. My name is Mangaka. Hi, my name is Jade. We met um, on a dating site, again, a lesbian dating site called One Scene. Yeah, that's how we met. We then set up a date and... She was 30 minutes, no, one hour 30 minutes late on that date, just by the way. Her family... Um, is an awesome family um, they accepted me from the onset because she wouldn't stop talking about me <laughs> for the longest time yes. yeah I think I think um, from both sides it was actually quite nice I've never had an issue where I feel unwelcomed or you know but it's, it's both been positive especially given the fact that our families are both very staunch in their religions, yeah. you know, so I think they just looked at it in a love angle. My, my motto used to be that if you are not queer and you are dating whoever you want to date and you don't talk about it, it's fine, why should we? I was just like, this is my partner and then he was... You outed me. Without her consent, I'm sorry. I'm joking. Yeah. The only person I, you know, came out to was my mom. The reason why I felt the need to, you know, was because um, I didn't want her to think that Jade is my friend. But um, had she not supported me, it would have been just that, you know, um, because I was not willing to compromise or, or tone it down if, if that's even the right thing but I was it, it, it was what I was doing and it's still what I'm doing yeah uh, I'm always saying that our constitution is is beautiful on paper and our policies the policies that we have are beautiful you know um, but these human rights policies do not protect our everyday lives um, the past couple of months have been so heavy on me because I work in in the space, right, where I have to monitor hate crimes cases and literally be on the ground. So for me, it was very difficult. It's still d- difficult actually because um, I think my, my, my confusion is how the Department of 
uh, justice is just so quiet about it you know um, we had a press conference where we had demands to the president and those demands were never met when we go for a date now like we can't even like we have to think twice or a hundred times before we could sneak in a kiss you know it's very difficult to even hold hands in public because we don't know if we could be next target. deep within um, we all suffering we all scared um, we, we find ourselves having to compromise on, on, on some of the things that really mean a lot to us like standing up to a straight man or uh, like for instance I'll make an example we went out this one time and where we were at there was men and um, one of the guys was you know he was behind Jade and kept on coming close you know to her bum and and obviously she did not like it and her default is to get mad why are you so close to my bum you can see that you are close you know and in that situation I was like okay I had to assess where we were at first of all and instead of you know going off at this man and and calling him out and stuff I had to try and pull this um, my my girlfriend close to me because if I don't she could be the next person to get killed for for being lesbian you know um, and that did not sit well with me because that's not how I would normally you know handle that situation because now you you are invading a space you know you're harassing her but because we know that we could end up dead would rather just you know brush it off move from the space which is not a way to actually deal with the situation okay paula quincy life and relationship coach joins us now to discuss this good morning paula thanks for making time this morning morning asanda how are you i'm good thanks how are you Good, thank you. And just, I mean, to put it out there to our listeners, uh, we are obviously just uh, speaking on this in terms of uh, a generalized view because neither one, uh, neither Paula or I are in a queer couple uh, situation in South Africa, but we want to discuss what living as a queer couple in South Africa was like, which is why we uh, had to play that clip uh, important there by the couple who is uh, in the LGBTQI plus community, Jade Madingwane and Mangaka Mulaka. For us, it's an effort of sensitization and fostering uh, tolerance and acceptance and educating on the importance of a world that is for all and everyone uh, who can uh, be able to love who they choose to love. It is World Pride Month. Uh, so thanks also again, uh, Paula, for making time. Let's talk about dispelling the myths that queer love stories do not exist because it is a myth. We just we know that uh, it, it does uh, exist. Absolutely, it does. And, you know, as we become more outspoken about these topics and we celebrate and embrace the diversity of Pride Month and, um, you know, same-sex couples and also the whole LBGTQI spectrum, there are definitely stories out there um, of people that just want to live a normal, happy relationship and life. And they should. What are the experiences then, if we look at within the couple in their space? We're hearing a couple who's so much in love and they, there's so much peace and great positive energy in their story. But that experience within the couple in their space versus the experience in their communities or when they go out in the world, what are the, the disparities and major differences? 
with, with the same-sex couples that I have worked with, there's definitely an ad added element of stress and anxiety that you can't be free to be yourself. You can't be free to love your person. And then also the repercussions of being out in public and being yourself, being a same-sex couple. Um, you know, communities are not yet, in my opinion, as embracing um, and open um, to accepting same-sex couples and relationships. And it just adds extra anxiety, extra stress and, and trauma, a form of trauma. Where should it begin uh, when we want communities to be more embracing? Where should we start? I think there's definitely an education component involved here because there's a, it really boils down to, I would say, innocent ignorance. Um, not understanding what it means to be in the shoes of a queer, gay, lesbian, or other spectrum person. And so it starts in our communities. It starts in our homes by, by asking questions to get an understanding and not being disrespectful or judgmental. Um, so it starts in our homes. It starts in our communities, but also in our businesses. And there are two, two organizations, um, Ernst & Young and Johnson & Johnson, that are very proactive in, in embracing um, Pride Month and the LGBTQI spectrum within their employees and their corporate culture. Talking corporate culture, should we be seeing more representations of those who are in the LGBTQI plus, uh, you know, community in terms of their relationships? When we talk of even things like adverts and, and the products that get, you know, put on our faces on our television screens, would that also be something that can make us a bit more embracing? Definitely. You know, um, diversity, e equity and inclusion is very topical in the corporate space at the moment. And we can't talk inclusivity if we aren't talking about the LGBTQI spectrum. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they hear DEI, they default to thinking about from a race perspective. And that's not what true inclusivity is. It's embracing everybody as a human being, first and foremost, and then who they choose to be and associate themselves or identify themselves with. Let's talk family acceptance there. What, what are the points that need to be adhered to, or not? maybe not adhered to, maybe that's the wrong word, but what are the points as a psychologist or coach you'd want families to know in terms of how they can be more accepting uh, when one of their members does come and say, I'm in a relationship, I'm a, a part of a queer couple? The biggest fear for someone coming out is fear of rejection and abandonment and being shunned by your community, whether that's your family, your immediate direct family, or whether it's the community within which you live and operate. And, you know, that, that trauma of being rejected and being shunned is has huge effects on our mental health and our well-being. And we've seen instances where, you know, depression and suicide and, you know, are some of the, the results of this. So I think most important is ask questions, be curious to get an understanding, not not questions to get an upper hand and, and to judge um, someone. And at the end of the day, they are still your family member. That hasn't changed. The fact that they love someone of the same sex doesn't make them, um, you know, any, any different th than wanting to just be loved and accepted, which is a very basic human trait that all of us want. We just want to be loved and accepted.
Yeah. Things like legislation as well uh, to to help protect the LGBTQI plus community. Uh, I, I mean, those protect against homophobic attacks, but could they also uh, add value to this topic of more uh, acceptance and more embracing of the couples who are within the LGBTQI plus community? Definitely. Um, you know, it can start in our schools with educating our schools and, and embracing it more in our school system. Um, and some schools are also starting to be very proactive in this area, and it's being driven by the LGBTQI community in the schools. But legislation and government also has a responsibility to protect their citizens and educating what the bills and the rights and legislation um, stands for and what the repercussions are if someone goes against or does not comply with the legislation and, and actually following through on what those repercussions are. So we are also in an age of, you know, dating apps and, and DMs and every everyone comes and slides into your space, whether you want it or not. Already this uh, places some complexity in just relationships in general. What are the dynamics this adds and maybe in your experience of what you've heard in in queer couples? So I think first of all, it's being very clear, you know, on what it is that you're looking for in a partner and being very clear on the dating sites, what you're looking for, um, so that nobody is, you don't lead somebody on unnecessarily because that just causes hurt and pain and adds to that fear of rejection and abandonment. So, you know, also important is your personal safety. Um, Like any other dating app, if you're going onto dating apps, be careful of what information you put out there, especially your personal information. Be careful of, you know, where you're going and where you're meeting someone in terms of public spaces and let somebody know, um, you know, where you are and what's happening that, that, you know, at least your safety is taken into account. But also being open and honest up front and managing expectations from a prospective partner. Yes, absolutely. Manage those expectations and also uh, your words around, you know, self-love when you are dating uh, in the LGBTQI plus uh, community. Definitely. Um, you know, you, you have to accept yourself first and foremost and love yourself before you can give love to someone else or before someone else is able to love you. And a lot of um, people struggle when they initially think about coming out or when they are actually honest with themselves about who and what they are. And um, I would definitely recommend that if you are in that space to seek a professional that can help you process um, what you're going through in your journey so that you are comfortable with who you are and who you identify with.